Hello guys and welcome to Conmebol qualifiers for the World Cup last match day and we have still one ticket left to Qatar, Peru, Colombia or Chile to play in the playoff. Uh, we are going to analyze all the games of course with Leo Bachanian and with you. Let me know what you think in the comment section and don't forget to press the like and subscribe. Let's go on now with the show. Last match day, Leo, in this Comebol qualifiers, we have four direct qualified to Qatar and we have one spot left. How are you, Leo? How are you, Edu? Yes, we come in uh, to an end. Unbelievable, no? After long, a long se yes, after 17 months of this uh, uh, Comebol uh, qualifiers, uh, it has been a very hectic road to, to Qatar, a journey that started in October 2020. In the middle, we had another Copa America because that is what we do in South America. When we are a little bit bored, what we do, we play a Copa yes. America. Exactly. Yes, uh, but don't take me wrong. I actually, it is not a complaint. I'm very happy that uh, for that because it has given me at least the opportunity to finally see Lionel Messi lifting a, a mayor trophy. But uh, jokes aside, the, the amount of games that Comebol national teams have been uh, playing, I believe, had an impact uh, on the level of play we have seen. Uh, but let's see, do we still get tension and uncertainty until the end? Yes, I believe as usual. Just remember the road to Russia when Argentina needed the win in the last match in Quito or the Pact of Lima, where Peru and Colombia got the point they both needed and left uh, Chile behind. Uh, look at us right now, previewing what is going to be a, a nerve-wrecking uh, last round of, uh, of fixtures. Do I believe the South American qualifiers are the toughest? Yeah. Yes, for me, definitely. Do I believe we could have seen better football? Also, yes. When it comes to our shows, I have to say it's been difficult sometimes to, to predict things. And Amayaka's return has been crazy, to say the least. But well, let's get started with this uh, round of 18. So, yes, Bolivia and Brazil, I believe, is the first one. It's in Italy in La Paz. Indeed. Uh, remember that the previous match day, we had five home uh, victories. But yeah. starting with the first game, you are right. In La Paz, Bolivia, Brazil, probably this is tend to be a two, of course, uh, an away victory. 1.57 if we trust uh, Brazil. We know, Leo, that Brazil, they've been perfect playing at home. Remember yeah. the last game for nearly Maracana against Chile with Vinicius scoring the first goal with the Verde Amarela, but uh, La Paz is always tough. For instance, at home, Bolivia, four victories, three defeats in this uh, road to Qatar. Exactly. And to be honest, if I need to give a title to this uh, to this match, in terms of what I expect, I would expect goals, definitely. Mm -hmm. Because, as you said, Bolivia played eight games uh, in the altitude of La Paz, four wins, three defeats and one draw. They scored 17 times and conceded 10. Uh, and they collected uh, some historic wins, like the 4-0 against Paraguay or the 3-0 against Uruguay. Their defeats uh, have, have always been also marginally. 2-3 uh, with Ecuador, 1-2 with Argentina, or, or the last one, 2-3 against uh, Chile. So at 3,600 meters, they are always up for the battle. When you go to the head-to-head -head against Brazil, they have shown that they could also compete or, or give some headaches to the Verde Amarela on the road to Russia 2018 and Germany uh, 2006, they registered a draw. And on the road to the World Cup in South Korea and Japan and on the road to South Africa, they even got the three points with a 3-1 and a 2-1 respectively. 
Thursday night in Barranquilla was again another opportunity to see the Dr. Jekyll and, and Mr. Hyde personalities <laughs> of Bolivia. One in La Paz, one away. For Bolivia, the cruel reality is that if they would have turned two of those narrow defeats at home into wins, then they would have now been in a playoff uh, position. And for Brazil, yes, against Chile, to be honest, Edu, I think they played and they really looked like candidates to lift the sixth World Cup in their history. Anthony and Vinicius and Sopabel on the wins. Thiago Silva and Casemiro were dominant in defense and midfield. Lucas Paqueta showing again that he's an outstanding creative midfielder. Neymar is definitely happier with the national team than with PSG. Coutinho keeps showing glimpses of the player he, he used to be. Richarlison did what he's lately not being able to do in the Premier League, which is basically scoring. And Tite even have time to, to handle Martinelli, his debut. So yes, no doubt, Brazil being the favourite, even while playing in La Paz. Goals over 2.5 is at 1.85, uh, which always closer to two sounds, sounds good. Yeah. We spoke of Bolivia's record at home in terms of goals. So both teams to score has odds of two. And Brazil to score in both halves that leave us with odds at 2.5. For sure, Tite's men will be one of the favorites in Qatar. Leo, you are absolutely right. Nothing to play for in this Bolivia-Brazil. The next one is important, Chile-Uruguay, yes. because La Roja still they have some options to go to the playoffs. You will explain me later, Leo. We expected that they, they were thrust in the Maracana 4-0. But uh, when they are playing at home, also they've been far from being good in uh, Santiago. They lost to Ecuador. They also lost to Argentina in Chile, in the north of yeah. Chile, not in uh, Santiago. And uh, talking about Uruguay, for sure they will be relaxed. They will be happy. It wasn't mm. easy for them, even they had to sack Tavares, but with Diego Alonso, they got their ticket to the World Cup. Exactly. Nine out of nine points with uh, Diego Alonso. Uh, and actually, who, who remembers now that before facing Paraguay in Diego Alonso's actually first match in charge after replacing El Maestro Tavares, Uruguay was on a run of four straight defeats, conceding 11 times and scoring only twice. Uh, who remembers, but more importantly, who really cares now that they qualify <laughs> for the World Cup? And after the win against Paraguay, Venezuela and Peru, the, the Uruguayan team climbed from seventh place to fourth in standings, which gave them direct qualification and for the first time with one match to, to spare. Uh, since 2014, that the Uruguay couldn't get three victories in a row. So we can see what a turnaround with uh, Diego Alonso. Uh, it is not uh, impossible, or oh, it is Im impossible not to think, uh, to be honest, about Diego Godin, Luis Suarez, and Edinson Cavani. These last two, and in that order, the top uh, scorers in La Celeste's history, uh, having the farewell of their careers with the national team. Uh, I have no idea what the future uh, in Qatar holds for Uruguay, but it is going to be emotional with this for these players. That's for sure. I am ready to cry at least. Uh, it was a tense uh, last uh, night in the Pakistan Stadio Centenario. Uh, Peru started better than Uruguay. Sergio Rochette made two good saves in the opening 15 minutes for Uruguay. Uh, but however, far from getting carried away because of a poor start, Uruguay began to build better from the back. And when the ball began to pass through the feet of Fede Valverde, Bentancur and especially 
Facundo Pelestri, everything became a little bit uh, brighter. Uh, and in the second half, it was just a matter of taking care of the of the result. And although there was a scare at the end, when Sergio Rochet caught a ball on the same line of the goal, the presence in Qatar never seemed to be in doubt. And for Chile, the miracle they were searching for didn't even come close to materialize mm. in the Maracana. The penalty that Mauricio Isla gave uh, before the break was a knockout for Lazarte's team. We will have to wait, but it seems that was the last dance maybe for Bravo, Vidal and Alexis. Let's see now. They need help from Venezuela and from Paraguay, Edu. If Peru and Colombia do not win and Chile gets the three points, then the playoff spot will be for La Roja because they have at the moment equal goal difference than uh, Peru and uh, if and if Colombia cannot win against Venezuela and Chile wins because they need to do their homework yes they will get above those uh, two teams but they will the massive help from Paraguay and from uh, Venezuela in regard to the head to get with Peru or with Uruguay I'm sorry at home in the last seven meetings Chile have won four times, there have been two draws and Uruguay have won one time. Within those encounters, the goal difference is 10-4 in favor of, of Chile. Away from home, this campaign, Uruguay registered only two wins, Colombia and Paraguay. Uh, so basically the 17 points they collected at home is what made the difference for, for them. So because of the possible hangover for, for Uruguay, because qualification is secure and mostly because of Chile's pride in the name of Alexis and Vidal. Uh, I believe in La Roja's to win, which has odds of 2.25. Chile needs to win, but Cano cannot allow an open game. So I will look into goals under yeah. 2.5, which odds of uh, which has odds of 2.25. Uh, 1.80, I'm sorry, 1.80 goals under 2.5. And uh, same for Chile to score first. Odds of 1.80. All right, a lot of tension in Chile. Low scoring game probably in this Chile-Uruguay. More relaxed is going to be the game oh, between yes. Ecuador and Argentina. Probably, Leo, they will celebrate. It will be a party in Ecuador. Well deserved because they are in the World Cup, a very young team playing really well at home in this qualification. Five victories and only one defeat uh, when they were playing at home. But I guess also Argentina want to continue their unbeaten run. Uh, Leo and uh, could be Leo Messi, no? Last game in a qualification stage in South America. Yeah, that for sure. And actually, something we discussed last show, he was asked after the match. Uh, against mm. Venezuela, if that was his last match in Argentinian soil. Actually, De Maria said the same, yes. This was my last match in Argentinian soil with the national uh, team t-shirt. And the same question was put to Messi. And he couldn't say yes or no. He said, we need to wait after Qatar. So basically, he's going to make a decision uh, if to carry on or not with the Argentinian national team after Qatar. But what is for sure, Argentina won't play again in Argentina before the World Cup. They have few friendlies in Europe and then is uh, the World Cup in November. So eight months to go and we will see what's going to happen with Mrs. Future. But then Ecuador and Argentina, what 
they both got what they were looking uh, to take out from the, the last round of fixtures. The three finally book their place in Qatar despite the defeat. Argentina say goodbye, goodbye to their fans and also in style. Ecuador never felt at ease. I had the feeling in Ciudad del Este. Paraguay applied pressure from, from the beginning and they opened the scoreline in the 10th minute. From there, we saw glimpses of the best Ecuador, but those moments were quite sporadic. The match was played under a heavy, heavy rain. You could forgive Piero Incapié for the blooper that ended in an own goal before halftime. In the second half, Alfaro moved the bench a little bit. Uh, Jeremy Sarmiento, the Brighton winger, uh, was introduced. Also, Estrada, the second goal scorer of the team, played from the restart. But they knew I had the feeling what was going on in Brazil and in Montevideo. So they knew through, they knew that even after uh, getting at 3-0 for Paraguay, they were closer and closer to Qatar, nevertheless. So, but at the same time, I think it is unfair Edu, to say that Ecuador qualified because of Chile's and Peru's defeat. No, they qualified because they got 25 points in 17 matches. Uh, now with Argentina, they will have Moises Caicedo, Gonzalo Plata and Alan Franco back in the lineup. And that should be a good lift in their playing level. Uh, Argentina increased their invincibility record to 31 matches. Uh, we had, again, a smiling Messi, something that we haven't seen too often in, 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 in Paris. Uh, as I said, Di Maria said after the match also that was his last game, but he managed to say goodbye with the, with the goal. Since losing with Peru in June last year, Ecuador haven't lost at home in five games, whereas Argentina have won five and draw two of their last seven away games. Edu, a win for Argentina at 2.24. Sounds good to me. Yep. Of the 17 games Argentina played, two ended 0-0. And from the other 15 matches, Argentina scored first in 14 of them. So this time the, the Albiceleste to score first is at 1.8, which again, at least for me, is good. And uh, both teams to score, as Ecuador usually scores at home. Argentina, as I'm saying, scoring first every time. Uh, most of the time they are playing in these qualifiers. Both teams to score at 2.2 is also tempting. Brazil and Argentina to finish unbeaten in this uh, qualification route to Qatar, probably also Argentina. One of the favorites to win the World Cup in the last major tournament for Leo Messi. And let's go back to the tension and the pressure for sure. Yeah. Leo, this is the big question, no? Peru, Paraguay, Peru need to win to go to the playoff. Will they handle the pressure to get the three points at home? They've been one of the worst teams, actually. Three victories, three defeats, a total of 11 points for Paraguay. Only one victory when they are playing away. They won their first game under Barros Esqueloto against Ecuador. What can we expect here? Because also, I guess the Peruvian supporters are not happy because probably they would uh, deserve a draw against Uruguay also with that controversial last uh, play in the game. Yes, and because La Padula missed two big chances in the first 15 minutes of the match, plus what you are saying, you know, that last ball when Sergio Rochette uh, looked like... For me, it wasn't the goal from Peru on that last one, but I understand the, the unhappiness from the Peruvian things, uh, fans, I'm sorry. But at the same time, 
it's not like an uncharted territory for, for Peru. They've been here already on the way to Russia 2018. In the last two qualifiers, they had to face Argentina and Colombia. They managed a tie in La Bombonera and then they secured fifth place in Lima against Colombia. Uh, so, and they done it with a group of players which at the time was not as experienced as it is uh, today. Even their manager, Ricardo Gareca, knows a thing or two where, what does it mean to qualify in the last match because in 1985 he actually scored the goal in added time for Argentina and against Peru in the last match of the qualifier for, for Mexico uh, 1986. Against Paraguay they will definitely have to take the game from the first minute, but knowing that they cannot afford to lose patience neither concentration. Uh, furthermore, Gareca's team does not always seek to be on the front foot and sometimes they know how to do damage in the counter-attack with the genius of Cueva, the speed of Carrillo on the win and the experience in the box of Gianluca Lapadula. What they won't be able to afford is to switch off in defense. I spoke last show Edu, about Gareca bringing back Peruvian heritage of good football. However, mm. being a team that enjoys to play from the back, who usually attracts pressure in order to break lines with passes from the centre-backs to the midfield. Sometimes they have been overconfident, I would say, and they showed some poor decision-making close to Pedro Gallese, and that has caused them a few headaches. They can't have any of that uh, against uh, Paraguay. Uh, and on top of that, they will have to be clinical. Uh, I said, Last, last time in, in Montevideo, La Padula had two good chances and, uh, and he couldn't take them. Judging for what I saw from Paraguay uh, against Ecuador, it's not going to be an easy ride anyway for, for Peru. It was one of the best displays in the qualifiers I seen from the Albi Roja. They pressed from the very beginning. Uh, they looked sharp in attack, especially with Julio Enciso. Write down that name. Julio Enciso, only 18 years old. He was about to get transferred to Brighton in January, but they couldn't agree on a fee. So another bright star was Robert Morales, his attacking teammate. Morales is 22. He plays for Cerro Porteño. Uh, he's the goal scorer in the Paraguayan uh, tournament. With Paraguay, with uh, Ecuador, he got injured uh, on his left knee after five minutes. He was crying on the stretcher, but then decided to give it a go. And when he returned, three minutes later, he scored. And two minutes after that, he had to be replaced. So it was a full-on night in uh, <laughs> 13 minutes for, for Robert Morales. As I said, I got the feeling Peru, anyway, has the know-how at this stage. I have mm. experience. So for me, Edu, Peru is favorite. I think their experience will play a big role into securing playoff spots. Half... Uh, the half with most goals market for me, second half will be the option with odds of 2.1. Also, goals under 2.5, yes, is low at 1.65, but pretty much what I expect, to be honest. So we can expect also Peru to win, no? I guess. Odds are yeah. around 2.0, or you wouldn't? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we have good odds there, or under 2.5 goals, Peru to handle uh, well the pressure for sure. 
Garekas men, they were handling very well the pressure when they were playing the Copa America in the last two editions. So this is the key game of this round of fixtures, Leo. But if Peru fails, also Colombia, they have an option. They are traveling to their neighboring country in Venezuela. They need the victory. And now finally they know how to score goals. Uh, it had to be. Who else, no? Luis Diaz, the yeah. one who unlocked the goal to score the first goal in the previous game against Bolivia. Be careful if they are relaxed also traveling to Venezuela because they've made all their points playing at home. Three victories, Venezuela playing in home soil. Yes, it's going to be a tricky one, but I still believe that Colombia should prevail in, the, in this one. Uh, yes, we spoke last show about Luis Diaz if being at least 50% of the level he's showing in Anfield, then Colombia wouldn't find the problem to win and to score. Well, finally, they found the opposition net after 684 mm. minutes with a beauty from uh, from Luis Diaz. They managed to score three, but it could have been five or, or six. Between Peru, Chile and Colombia, the one with the more kind of like amicable fixture were the cafeteros they will need paraguay to hold peru it's still not ideal because they do not depend on themselves but the scenario looks better than before facing bolivia let's be honest they will travel without juan cuadrado because of uh, of suspension they will see a familiar face in the home dugout with jose peckerman who took the cafeteros to two straight world cups in 2014 and 2018 of the eight games that Bolivia, that Colombia has played in Venezuela for World Cup qualifiers, five of them have been draws. The Binotinto have won twice, and Colombia has only won once, won once in uh, Venezuela. That Colombian's win was more than 25 years ago, in 1996, on the road to France, 1998. But now that they have opened the tap of goals, I don't see a situation where Colombia will struggle in front of weaker Farinas. It's true that against Bolivia at home in Peckerman's first game in charge, Venezuela shows some improvements. Uh, but then the games against Uruguay away and Argentina away show that they are still, there is still a lot of, uh, of work for Peckerman to do with this uh, group of players. So as I said, Edu, Colombia favorite to win. A Cafeteros win pays one point. 75 Colombia to win to nil is at 2.7 I can see Venezuela inflicting pain on Ospina and Colombia to win at half time has odds of 2.45 all right so you expect all three to win uh, Peru Colombia and Chile if that happens it's gonna be Peru playing the playoff against the Asian team or Australia to get the fifth ticket for the Comebol to Qatar. Leo, it's been a pleasure analyzing with you the whole Comebol qualifiers. Let's try to make Anaka to finish our video. All right. So Bolivia, Brazil goals over 2.5. Chile, Uruguay, Chile to score first. Latri, Ecuador against Argentina, Argentina to win. Peru with Paraguay, goals 
Under 2.5 Venezuela Colombia Colombia to win mm -hmm. that leaves me with a total ACA of 19.5 This time you are more cautious still a big one still a big one Fácil <laughs> a big one Leo thank you very much thank it's you. been a very pleasure good. as always So, who do you think is going to qualify for the playoff? Peru, Colombia or Chile? Let me know in the comment section and don't forget to support us. Click on the like and subscribe or if you prefer also, remember that we have a podcast. Thanks for watching. See you soon.